This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now the Premier League is back and with it the passion, the arguments and of course the admiration for some of the great players that are in the Premier League. There was a time when it wasn't the greatest league in the world. It's possible to argue now that it maybe it is. The arrival of Erling Haaland to Manchester City means that the best players in the world do want to play in the Premier League, and that is a very interesting change in the way the game is internationally. And it's a pleasure to welcome now to review the first two weeks of the Premier League, uh, Liam Brady. Later in the day, we'll have John Giles. But Liam played, Liam, you, you played in an era and you played for a club, Juventus, who were one of the great European, and remain one of the great European clubs, but the center of, of, of greatness really, you could argue was in Spain and Italy, where the money was, and where the great players preferred to play rather than the Premier League. Would, would that be fair to say? Oh, without doubt, Eamon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the, 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 the top players, uh, go where the top money is. And uh, in those days, as you say, it was Italy, you know, Italy was very strong in the late eighties, nineties. Yeah. And the, great, um, and the great coaches as well. Yeah, yeah. They, the, the, the Italians weren't uh, scared of bringing in foreign coaches, but not not compared to England now. I would say, you know, pro rata that the Italians had many more coaches, uh, homegrown coaches than yes. than we're seeing in the Premier League. Who have we got? We've got Eddie Howe and, and Potter and maybe David Moyes at West Ham. Uh, and the rest probably are foreign coaches. So. Yes. Uh, there's 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 more, but yeah, the the, the it's the, the money is like a magnet for the top players and top managers, and uh, um, that's the way the Premier League is now. What is it, thirty years old, Damon? Just yep, recently, thirty and, years um, yeah. this week, and in the case of Haaland, for example, who um, and we might start by looking at the Champions League. He came to Manchester City. He could have gone anywhere. Madrid were really seriously trying to get him. Not only would he have come for the money, but he'd come also to play for Pep Guardiola, whose reputation as a coach is without peer. And it's the whole package, really, isn't it? It's playing, winning, 
being in the later stages or perhaps winning the Champions League and also being coached by someone like Pep. All of that, as well as the money, would have appealed to Haaland. Absolutely, yeah. It's the whole package, Eamon, as you say. Uh, like Manchester City are a powerhouse in football now. Um, <clears throat> you know, you've got Guardiola's manager and, and for the foreseeable, he's going to be the manager. Um, you've got great players to play with. He knows he's going to score goals in that team. He knows he's got every chance of winning uh, titles. Uh, the Champions League has eluded yes. him. So I'm sure he'll be, you know, his record in the Champions League scoring is off the charts. Uh, so uh, I'm sure you know it, it's a big, big fit. It's a big match. Yes. Uh, uh, the city needs it, someone like him, and and he's got the platform now to to show the world what he can do. And in the first two games of the season, Liam away to West Ham in the first game, Haaland scored two goals, won a penalty, but the other a superbly taken goal. And of course, they played Bournemouth at home and beat them comfortably at the weekend, but. They do look now with Haaland in the side to score regularly, which is something they didn't quite have last year. They do look seriously difficult to beat in the, in the title race for the Premier League. I know it's early days and there's all kinds of caveats you can enter, but it's Manchester City's to lose really, isn't it? Yes, yeah. And we'll probably talk about the other teams, uh, uh, you know, in this interview. Yeah. Uh, but they've definitely started the best. Um, they, they, you know, uh, they, they just passed West Ham to death in the first game. You know, yes. West Ham just never got a kick of the ball. You know, it was, uh, in, in fact, watching it, it can be a little bit boring to watch. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that, might, that, that might be not, not the right thing to say be from, for someone who thinks that possession of the ball is, 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 is what it's all about. But they, they just pass and pass and pass and, uh, uh, sometimes they're they're so uh, uh, superior to the opposition team, I mean, as they were against West Ham, that it can come a bit of a uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I you, you don't know you know what's going to happen, type of thing, don't you? It's yeah, I agree with you. Fun. I mean, some, yeah. sometimes I'm watching them and I find myself thinking, you know, this isn't a contest, really. It's more an exhibition. Just in that game, his the second goal he scored, it was a great through ball from De Bruyne. But it was the way he set his body up to receive it, the pace he showed and the certainty to stroke it into the corner of the net. In that instant, he showed qualities and class that I haven't seen from a player that young for a very long time. Well, he's been sensational the last two, three seasons, I mean, you yes. know, that's why Manchester City had to pay as much money as they had for him. Um, yeah, he can score all sorts of goals, and he's going to score goals with his head as well, Eamon. So yeah. uh, he, they've got they've got the total package there. I think you know after Aguero, uh, they tried several things, you know, and they thought they had to go and get Harry Kane last year. That didn't work out, but I think now you know having won the title uh, last year and um, and not had to pay the money for Harry Kane, who's who's getting on uh, now. They've got this. Great young striker, twenty-two years of age, Liam. Yeah, and he's probably going to be uh, around for the next ten years. So the, the, you know they've they've got a great deal. Everything's worked out for them. Um, yeah, and that's his second goal against West Ham was superb goal. Uh, and with players like De Bruyne, um, 
uh, you know, feeding him. He's got, he's got, he's got to score 30 goals, uh, 30 league goals uh, this season, Eamon, if he avoids injury. Yeah. Now, Liam, the other, I suppose, massive talking point over the past two weeks, uh, Manchester United, we really want to talk about Chelsea, Spurs, uh, Liverpool and the great clubs, but the Manchester United story won't go away. They lost at home to Brighton in the opening game and Brentford humiliated them on Saturday 4-0 and they didn't appear to have a go uh, in either game actually. But on Saturday, they, they reached what Gary Neville called a new low. Now you played for Arsenal, you worked there with Arsene Wenger and the post-Ferguson era for United has been extremely challenging and the post-Arsene Wenger period for Arsenal was equally challenging. When these great sort of large characters, great coaches leave a club, it does appear to leave a vacuum that's very difficult to fill. Well, that's right. And, you know, in, in both cases, things are kind of similar, Eamon. Is, is that, uh, you know, Man United had the, had the Glazers, uh, Arsenal had the Cronkies. And when they got rid of, rid of, or in, in Ferguson's case, he retired. Uh, in Arsene Wenger's case, I, I think they moved him on. Um, uh, they decide then that they're going to run the show. Do you know what I mean? The, yep. the, the, yep. the guys in suits, the executives, yep. they're, they're going to take over the buying and selling of players. And uh, that's what's happened at both clubs, really. Yep. Arsenal seem to be getting themselves back on their feet now. Yes. Uh, but they've had five five seasons where they've spent badly. and uh, Nobody nobody compares to the, the debacle at Manchester United. Uh, you know, the money that's being spent there. And they still and and the, and this man he's come into a situation where he still doesn't have a team. He's got a load of names, uh, a load of so-called reputations, um, but you know they're, they're not they're not uh, they're not a team, Eamon. They're not sticking together. As soon as uh, something goes wrong, you can see them fold. Uh, uh, Ten Hag has a, has a hell of a battle on his hands to to get this you know back on track. Um, it's really, it's really, I, uh, when, when we did, weren't doing the podcast for a little while, I was talking to John about who, who he thought do well this season. And I say, oh, Ten Hag is supposed to be a really good coach, John, maybe. He said, no, they won't do it. They're, it's a mess. John said, it's a mess. Still is a mess. Yeah. And it looks like it, doesn't it? You know, you got Ronaldo. What's going on there with Ronaldo? Uh, he didn't pick him the first game. He picked him the next game. It all seems to be about the names they've got, Eamon. And yes. We're not talking about them as a team. No, and uh, looking at the, what they've spent, Liam, they spent on transfers since 2012 uh, one, $1. $1.38 Now Brentford's annual wage bill is $17 million, United's is $203 million. But it was the manner of the defeat. I wonder, Liam, and here's a, uh, the question... Uh, Martinez is five foot nine. He came from, he played for Ten Hag at Ajax. He brought him to the club. He had to take him off at halftime because a five foot nine center half doesn't work. Uh, certainly in a back four, maybe in a back three, but they were destroyed on Saturday. And I wonder, 
if you compare the Dutch league with the Premier League with the intensity that Brentford brought to that game, I wonder, is uh, Ten Hag in shock? Well, he certainly, uh, he certainly uh, gave doubters uh, uh, ammunition, you know, with, uh, yeah. with this lad coming in, as you say, at five foot nine in the Premiership. You know, he's got to play against uh, a lot of guys who are big and strong up front, you know. Yeah. The next game, the next game, they were going to play Liverpool and he was going to be up against Nunes, but we'll talk yes. about that in a minute. But, uh, you know, what, how's he going to do against Haaland, you know, this yes. guy? Yes, yeah. You know, yeah, and you kind of say, oh, he's paid 73 million for a five foot nine centre half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it 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 gives gives people ammunition to fire bullets at him, you know, before he's even up and running at him, you know. So, uh, and then and then as you say, to have to take him off at half time, well, you know, seventy three million to take somebody off at half time. Yeah, um, he's got a hell of a battle on his hand, hell of a job on his hands. The other question that's arisen there is about the hair, not about the blunder for the fir- for the first goal, but about his ability to play the ball out short from the back. And that cost them a goal, the second goal actually, against Brentford, who were lined up to get their press on. The ball ended up in the back of the net. Uh, so I want to ask you this, because a lot of people will wonder and talk about it. There's no doubt about the Hayes' ability to, as a shot stopper, but it appears now that goalkeepers in the Premier League in particular they need to be able to play out from the back. They need to be comfortable on the bo- in possession of the ball and able to do that, which De Gea isn't. So people are saying De Gea's got to go. What's your view on that? Well, I thought De Gea has, has, has made many a mistake down the line. You know, but yeah. He's also had this good season, Damon, where... He's been he's playing in the year four Man- times there. Yeah, he's probably been the only Manchester United player to come out of seasons with any credit at all. But he does make a lot of mistakes. I don't think he's. Uh, um, uh, how can I say? I don't. I don't think he's one of the world's top goalkeepers anymore. Right. Uh, and and to ask him to do that, I wouldn't ask any goalkeeper to be passing the ball in his own box. I mean, I've seen. I've seen uh, Arteta try to do it at, at Arsenal, and he's yeah. abandoned it now. Yes, you know, uh, and yes, uh, some goalkeepers can be very, very good at it. Uh, like, uh, but if you keep insisting on playing that ball within your eighteen-yard box, the other teams are going to press you, and sooner or later, you're going to make a mistake. And as as it was shown uh, at Brentford, you know, uh, a mistake leads to a goal so quickly. Uh, so I don't really get it. I don't get Ten Hag kind of trying to play that way. I never got Arteta trying to play at it. I never got Stephen Kenny trying to play at it. No. Uh, I, I, I think it's a, it's asking for trouble. It really is. So the goalkeeper's got to make a decision. If you can pass the ball out from the back and roll it to your centre-back who can get turned or roll it to the winger and or, uh, or roll it to your... Uh, full back or wing back and he can get turned and play started that's the way to pass out from the back but not three or four passes within your 18 yard box it's it's asking for trouble and it's a recipe for disaster yeah and you're starting from a stationary position which is uh, is difficult in any case just thinking about Ancelotti at Madrid Liam I was fascinated I watched him last year he didn't deploy that tactic 
Sometimes, yes, but mostly not. Um, well, if you're the goalkeeper, Eamon, you look up, you have the ball at your feet, or it might be one of the centre-backs, and he, he looks up in front of him, and he sees how close the opposition are to the midfield player or to his to one of his uh, to one of his teammates, and whether he can pass the ball to him, and that's good decision making, yeah. either from the goalkeeper or from one of the defenders. Uh, but I think Ancelotti's got a team there who've got um, who've got who've got the intelligence to look up and go, well, this is not on anymore. You know, I'll just knock it up to Benzema. You know, yes. yeah. and that's what that's what. Uh, that's what the best the best goalkeepers the best decision makers do. And that's why they don't get caught. You know, but De Gea, I don't know whether he was under instruction. It looked as if he was under instruction. Yes, definitely. We're going to play out. We're Manchester United. We're going to play out from the back. But look, uh, you know, Harry Maguire is not comfortable on the ball coming out from the back, I don't think. No. You know, getting torn. Uh, De Gea shouldn't be doing it, Eamon. And not, I think... Yeah, no, I think we might have we might have seen the last of it. <laughs> Just um, people will want to know your view, Liam. I mean, Manchester United, with its fantastic history with all the great players, with Ferguson and Matt Busby going back, it's a great club, and its fans are passionate. They're worldwide. What's your take on? I my own view is. Where they are now isn't the end of it. It could get much worse because they don't have the players. And I don't really think this coach, from the from limited evidence, I must admit, is the one to dig them out. Because I don't think the Glazers have given the money to buy the kind of players. For example, Haaland wouldn't go anywhere near Manchester United. And Bappi won't leave PSG, but he, if he was, he wouldn't be going anywhere near Manchester United. So they don't have the players, and I don't think they'd be able to get them, Liam. Well, you know, that's that's the thing that's changed dramatically, isn't it? When Ferguson yeah. was in charge, he could probably get any player he wanted in the world, really. Yeah. He was he was, he was in competition, obviously, with the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona. But Fergie, Fergie could get the top players. But now, as you say, players and agents are looking at the situation and going, well, you don't really want to go there. There's too much turmoil going on, you know? Yeah. So... Uh, it's yeah, I, I don't know whether there is further laws for for Manchester United. You're probably right. They they have to get rid of a lot of players, which uh, they don't seem to be have any value in the transfer market either. No. You know, so yeah. uh, it's uh, you could we we could do the whole po- podcast on Manchester United. I mean, it's a it's a fascinating story. I I feel sorry for the guys. Like he's doing a good job at Ajax. Yeah. Ajax in Holland is it's probably like. Celtic or Rangers in Scotland or Bayern Munich in Germany, you're ahead of the you're ahead of the pack, you know, with the players yes. they've got and the, the and the youth system they've got, uh, and there's less pressure. You you come to Manchester United and got to sort out all these so-called superstars. It's not going to be easy. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Let me ask you about Arsenal, Liam. They've had a good start to the season. Won the first two games, joined top of the league with six points with uh, Manchester City. Arteta appears to be doing okay without spending fortunes. But last time I spoke to you, you still had reservations and you're not sure where it's going, that project. Well, uh, you know, I went to see them play on Saturday uh, against Leicester City. I I watched them play on the television against Crystal Palace. Uh, The team is definitely better, Like Jesus coming from Manchester City has made a hell of a difference. We've got what he looks like is a proper centre-forward who's going to keep He's going to keep uh, uh, the ball for you when you give it to him. He's making great runs. He's lively. He's backing into. He's one of the best things I've seen about him. He's only he's only about five foot nine, I mean, He's backing into. He's backing into these centre backs like they were six foot two. Or yeah. He's managing, knocked them out of their stride. Uh, and I think he's given this team a huge boost. Uh, Zinchenko coming in at left back is very good on the ball. You know that from he wouldn't have been at Manchester City if he wasn't. Yeah. So I think he's been a plus signing. Um, and Saliba, who was away in France for two years on loan, has come back and he looks really, really good. He scored an own goal uh, against Leicester City at the weekend, uh, but that was the only kind of uh, mistake, if you can call it a mistake, I think. He got into a bit of a mix-up with his goalkeeper, um, and uh, but he's he's in the two games he's played, he's been absolutely brilliant. So those three players alone have made a hell of a difference to the team. Right. I still have reservations. I've got reservations about the goalkeeper. I have to say, yeah, uh, I think he's he's too keen to get involved. He's he he goes looking yes. for trouble instead of instead of saying saying I, I want to stay calm here. I'm happy not doing anything. You know. But he's one of those goalkeepers. Looks that he has, he can have a rush, rush of blood to the head, you know, to get involved. So uh, I've got a little bit of a question mark about him. And in midfield, I don't think we can compete 
with the very top teams. Right. Um, uh, you've got Xhaka and you've got Party, uh, and I think they'll be okay for probably uh, uh, playing against playing against the the. the the teams from fifth down and things like that. But when they have to come up against really top teams um, in the midfield, we might have problems there, Eamon. But yeah. a good start and all, and uh, very encouraging. Now, Liam, uh, last night, Liverpool at home to Crystal Palace. Uh, Patrick Vieira, of course, the coach at Palace, uh, an Arsenal legend and a great player himself. Liverpool, the high line cost them the goal I thought it was a bad goal to give away. And to be fair to Wilfred Zaha, he, he took the goal brilliantly. And Ez, uh, the left-sided uh, midfield player who met, played the pass through, uh, it was a delightful ball. But uh, Van Dijk caught, instead of dropping back, he's trying to play the offside. And really, Trent Alexander again, one-on-one with uh, Zaha. He's also moving up. I thought it was a terrible goal to give away, and this is the question I want to ask you. In every game I see Liverpool play, there seems to be two or three instances at least where guys get one-on-one with uh, Alisson, the Liverpool goalkeeper. He bails them out time after time, but it's and it's usually down that uh, left-hand side. What did you make of the game last night, and what about that apparent weakness, Liam? Well, it is a weakness. I know people yeah. have been, you know, have seen some of the Twitter stuff about us saying, you know, Liverpool are weak because they play a high line. Um, people say, well, hang on a minute, they're winning games, you know. Yeah. They're winning every game they play. Yeah, but it is a weakness and they haven't addressed it. And yeah. I thought Jamie Carragher described it very, very well last night. They're leaving one-on-one situations and letting one defender make the decision. Yeah. And said it should be two defenders against one. But yeah. when you've got Van Dyke and you've got Phillips as it was last night, just in the line. That's one on one, you know. Yeah. And Saha showed him a clean pair of heels. He actually put his arm up Phillips, you know, over at the line, you know, trying to say he was offside. He was nowhere, he, he wasn't offside, nowhere near it. Uh, and then Van Dyke, I thought Carragher described it well. He gets back and instead of really going maybe in with a sliding block or something like that, he kind of says to himself, well, you're not going to beat our goalkeeper yeah. from there. And he and he was casual, and yes. that's one. That's one of the other things I say about Van Dijk. If he has a weakness, he's sometimes casual. Yeah. Uh, and Liverpool uh, have had that situation now in the first two games of the season. Yeah. They don't. They don't look as if they're uh, as if they're yet there, Eamon, as regards their their game. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they they were too keen to. Goes straight, uh, uh, you know, for the jugular last night. They could have been passing the ball a bit more and making situations easier. Yes, they, they, they were trying to trying to pick out the front players very, very quickly, and I thought that kind of played into Crystal Palace's hands. But obviously, the guy getting sent off. If he doesn't get sent off, you would have fancied Liverpool to win that match. Yeah, and Nunes is the man concerned. I I hadn't seen him play ninety minutes before, Liam. He had chances. He had a couple of chances in the first half. One in particular, he should have attacked with his head and buried it, but he didn't. And I, I, I wasn't convinced at all. But John told me that John saw him when I was away. Said top player, and John thinks he he is a top player. I wasn't impressed by what I saw last night. And that head butting incident was really ugly. 
and he was very stupid. Well, he looks a fiery character, you know. He looks as if he's, he doesn't mind the physicality of the game. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think the guy was remarking him was a guy called Anderson. He from, is, yeah. From Palace. And he was he was needling him. And I, he, he, he could see this kind of frustration building up in Nunes. He, as you say, he had a couple of very good chances in the first half and he missed them. And he just lost the head a bit. Um, but he's going to be out for three games and it. They've got a few injuries anyway, so, you know, Klopp didn't need that. No. Certainly didn't need it. Uh, I like what I saw. He was very good against Fulham, Heyman. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very good. And uh, I, I, I've liked what I've seen of him so far. Uh, but Louis got a great goal, didn't he? What a great goal. Oh, yeah. But that was a fantastic goal. Uh, he's, a real, he's a real player, isn't he? A good yeah, lad too. he works so hard. He just yep. fits into the Klopp mentality of a Liverpool yep. attacking player. Uh, but they're not firing on all cylinders yet. They were they were sloppy against Fulham, and I thought they were sloppy last night for the first goal. And there was uh, other instances uh, where they, you know, people will say people will say, well, they they they, they win all their matches. So what are you worried about? A few goals they give away, but against uh, yes. you know against the top teams and the top games, and I think yep. it cost them in the Champions League final last year as yep. well. Yeah, and a lot of Hollywood passes, but that's another conversation. But in the first half, it was brilliant to watch at times. I mean, Trent uh, in particular, uh, Salah. But there's a lot of Hollywood stuff. Uh, maybe the basics would be better. Now, the big um, controversy at the weekend, Liam, was the London derby. Uh, Spurs, Chelsea. Chelsea have uh, Spurs have a terrible record at Chelsea. But Antonio Conte has given them something in terms of organization, of course, but also in terms of attitude. And the whole thing exploded. The referee was, um, who I think is, I think actually think he's the best referee in the Premier League, Anthony Taylor. But I would quibble with one thing. I'd be interested, first of all, on your take on it. The goal, the equalizing goal that Spurs scored. I thought the Harry Kane one, the Harry Kane one. No, the 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 other goal that that uh, was in the offside position, mm. and the ball was it passed him. I thought he was offside, and but yeah, you, it was it was. He looked as if he was in the goalkeeper's eye line, didn't it? Without absolutely, it? yeah, yeah. I thought I would I would have said that. Uh, Spurs were lucky to get, you know, both goals. The, 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 there was a hair-pulling incident. There was, yeah. Well, they <laughs> got away with it. Uh, but it was a pulsating game, I mean, It was very, very good to watch. Yep. Chelsea were by far the better team. Yes. And, you know, if you were looking at things, you'd say, oh, Spurs, they just didn't seem to be able to uh, get a grip in, in, in the middle of the park. Yeah, you midfield know, was were, where Chelsea dominated the game. Yeah, they were very good. Kante was very good. Yeah, Jorginho, yeah. uh, till he made that mistake, was very good. But uh, um, no, if I was looking at, at at the game, you would you would be well pleased with Chelsea and say, no, they look well up for the season. Uh, I thought there might be repercussions uh, with Abramovich leaving. That uh, you know, uh, Tuchel would have a very hard time of it, trying to get the players focused uh, with the big changes that happened at the club. But I have to admit, looking on their performance and and against Everton in the first game yes. of the season, yeah. they look up for it. You know, they look up for it. And 
have a very strong strong squad again, you know, and they're talking about getting players in, maybe even a Bamiyan from from Barcelona to get him in yeah. uh, before before the window closes. So I, I think Chelsea, uh, uh, you know, I had my doubts, but looking at the first two games, I think they're up for it. Uh, but, you know, it's a long, hard season. Spurs, uh, despite the, the ability of Conte as manager to get them organised, I just thought the contrast in, in, in midfield, Eamon, was, was stark. It was, Chelsea yeah. Were, were, were hugely the, the, the better midfield. And uh, you'd be worried for, uh, if you were a sports fan looking at that, are they going, are those midfielders going to actually get the service to Harry Kane and Song and Kudaselski? Yeah. I'm not too sure. So it was a good game. And I had a bet on the draw, but I don't know how I won it, to be quite honest. <laughs> Just a final question about Conte and his temperament, given that he and Tuchel really had a heavy interchange and it wasn't the usual old, you know, Hollywood job. These guys were seriously angry with each other. It, it, Conte's reputation, I, I don't think he's fiery uh, and he's passionate and he shows it. But I've, I've never seen him get involved with another coach before. And I haven't seen Tuchel do it either. Apparently, they don't get on. What do you make of it? Well, I thought the both of them were well out of order, Eamon. Yeah. You know, the Premier League have got to stop this. They've got to stop this kind of aggro going on on the sidelines. And yeah. so many staff getting involved as well, you know. this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I thought their behavior was diabolical, to be quite honest, you know. And I've seen I've seen other managers getting involved as well. I really think the FA Premier League. I've got to say to to to, to these managers, look, this can't be happening. I wouldn't be surprised if these two get a lengthy ban off the sideline. Yep. Okay, Liam. We're grateful to you for joining us. And at this stage in the season, Liam, uh, it's a bit early to be calling it, but you'd have to say, all things considered, uh, Manchester City are. Strong, strong favourites to win the Premier League this year after two games. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know you love, I know you love nailing colours to the mast. Damon, <laughs> I but do. It's a bit yeah, early. Yeah. What I will, what I will say is Liverpool haven't started that well, but they're such a good team that you know they'll they'll come good. Uh, Chelsea have surprised me. I thought they might have a few more problems, so I think they're looking good. It's it's the same story. I think those yeah. three maybe. Chelsea fell away, I know, last year. Liverpool kept it going right till the end. Um, in the in the Champions League positions, uh, I would be uh, hoping Arsenal will do yes. something, but I wouldn't be banking on it. Uh, Spurs are going to be there. Um, and who knows, we might get a surprise in the, in the form of maybe uh, a Newcastle or a Brighton this year. OK, Liam, uh, we're grateful to you, as always, for joining us. That's Liam Brady, one of the great players and now one of the great analysts of the beautiful game and uh, we're grateful to Liam to all of you for listening that's all we have time for now we'll talk to you soon and we'll be talking to John Giles also later in the day small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.